feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you knew it was going to get to this. They are already threatening judges, the highest justices in the land of the Supreme Court. To me, this is outrageous, and we're going to talk about it tonight on The Rita Cosby Show. What are your thoughts about the fact that now the justices that were named in that draft that was leaked, remember the Supreme Court leak, about the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade, the ones who were listed on there who were supportive of overturning Roe v. Wade in the draft opinion, again, remember that was leaked, well, guess what? Now their homes are listed on maps that are being basically distributed by many, many liberal groups. To me, this is outrageous. And tonight, I want to hear your thoughts about these far-left tactics. I am so sick of this mob mentality by the far-left. How dare this group say, here's the homes of these justices, come out to their house, Go and bother their neighbors. I mean, this is just outrageous. And it reminds me of this whole sort of mob mentality. Nobody on the left so far basically has been condemning whatsoever the leak, saying that this was not an appropriate thing to be doing. Again, they don't even know if this is going to be the final decision. It's just a draft. And all it would essentially do, again, is go back to the states. But yet, The Democrats right now are trying to really play hardball and say, here are the justices that were looking at overturning Roe v. Wade that are part of this decision. Here's their home address. They were doxing them all over the place, putting out a map. In fact, it's like, uh, you know, like when you go to visit a town and you go see where celebrities live and they're like, hey, this is where Elvis lived and this is where so-and-so lived. Now they are doing a map that says, here is where this justice lives, here's where another one lives. And guess what? A lot of them actually also live in Virginia. So they don't live too far from, you know, the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court there in Washington, D.C. A lot of people commute from Virginia. It's not far, obviously, from Washington, D.C. And how outrageous that because they do not like their decision, they are not out there condemning the leak, and instead they are condoning basically protest and violence. To me, it is outrageous. And it reminds me so much of the, quote, summer of love. Remember, that was all over the country that it was like, oh, we are out here peacefully protesting. And then you see Ali Veshi from MSNBC, and it looked like he was in like Somalia or in Ukraine with like flames thrown all behind him. And yet, oh, it's a peaceful protest. Really? Are you kidding me? 
And yet, January 6th, all they do is hammer January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. What about the $2 billion plus worth of damage that took place by the left, mostly with those rallies that turned violent? And many of them were not even rallies. I'm just being kind by calling them rallies. They were riots. And you saw police stations burned down and you saw all these other things burned down. And to me, this is so outrageous. Even the president of the United States was asked about the leak. And I've been waiting in the last like 24, 48 hours. What would the president do? Here he is. He needs to set a tone for the country. And the right thing to do would say we should not be leaking We will go after the leaker. There will be a full investigation. I don't support it on any side, no matter whatever it is. This cannot happen. We have to throw the book at this person. No, he's not doing that. His White House press secretary, who's only going to be there for a little bit of time now, um, and is going to have a replacement coming in. We're going to talk about her later on because she's even more left than circle back Saki. Oh, my goodness. And if you thought things were bad and circling back now, they're going to be doing a 360s. If it was a 180 circle with, you know, circle back Saki, it's going to be 360 plus with this new one. This one is like far hardcore left. I, I mean, this is like we are in for a rough ride, guys. And I think it is really a shame that justices who are sitting there on the highest court in the land with an opinion that was supposed to be private now is out there. And now here's their home address. If you don't like what this person has to say, go to their home, bother them in their home, shout them down, do whatever you can to give them holy heck. And they don't think there's anything wrong with that. Talk about an ugly horrible, like just hypocrites. What a bunch of hypocrites. All they do is talk about, oh, well, this side did this and this side did that, you know, and yet when it comes to anything that they do, oh, it's perfectly fine to be giving out a Supreme Court justice's home number. Justice Alito, whose name was on the opinion, he had to cancel an event the other day because he's getting threats. And this is just the beginning. You know when this decision, if it's the same, comes out, You know, we don't know if they may change their mind because it was just a draft. But when the decision actually comes out, say, in you know, in June, likely, probably it will come out. Things are going to be so heated. And if they're already within like a day giving out the justices address, this is going to be really scary, really dangerous times. And if any of those people that were marching and Seattle or marching in Portland or marching in Memphis or marching in Miami or marching in New York show up outside of justice's house. I promise you that justice is not going to really feel safe if they see some of the crowds that many American cities saw during the quote summer of love. So tonight, what is your reaction to the fact that the Supreme court justices are now being doxxed? They're now having their home address listed all over social media, and a map saying, here's where you go. There's also a couple of these groups that are coming out and saying, on Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day, by the way, coming up on Sunday, on Mother's Day, they're saying, let's do a Mother's Day march. Can you imagine that? Let's do a Mother's Day march and go to some of the justices' house. And then we're going to do another one on Wednesday the following week, just a few days later, so, you know, less than a week away. Let's do another one. At their house. Oh, yes. Peacefully protest. Just like the ones in New York City that caused 
hundreds of million dollars worth of businesses where so many businesses are still shut down, just like in Seattle where there's businesses shut down. L.A., I can give you like 500 cities across America that are still not back in part because of the riots that took place. And now you're saying go to a justice's house? How do you dignify that? To me, that is outrageous. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And by the way, coming up on the show tonight, you can tell I'm hot and heated about this. I just think it is so outrageous. It is so ridiculous. It is so over the top. And it is so hypocritical of the far left to say, hey, it's okay when they don't like the decision to do that. And yet the Republicans, if they do anything that they don't like, it's, you know, throw them to the wolves. It is such a hypocrisy and such an outrageous. And to me, I just think we're also off to a sad standard because Election Day with the midterms is not that far away, but it's still a number of months away. And we've got a big, long, hot summer ahead of us. And let's pray to God that we do not see these horrible protests that we saw years ago that caused so much damage to so many of our great American cities that many of them have never recuperated from. Um, And by the way, coming up again, everybody, later on in the show, in just a few minutes, we're going to have George P. Bush joining us. Um, He's going to be talking about crime, supporting police. He is going to be talking about the border, which is another huge issue going on. And, of course, today is Cinco de Mayo. So we're going to talk with him a little bit about that as well. And also, we're going to be talking about this flight that is happening from so many American cities because of crime. You know, California, New York, there are so many states that are seeing a huge reduction of residents because people have just had it up to here and feeling like they're spending all this money on taxes and yet their quality of life is so bad for them and their family. Anyway, here is Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who is very upset about this leak, not the leak. But the possibility of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, of course, Democrat from New York. Take a listen. It is an outrage that we have five justices on the Supreme Court who lied, lied in their confirmation hearings in order to be confirmed. It is an outrage that in America today that our judicial system is so corrupted and so politicized and no longer representative of the will of the people. It is an outrage. You can hear her, and she was fuming mad. And it's that kind of rhetoric and that kind of passion. And then you couple that with here's the justice's house. This is outrageous. Take a listen. This is Kelly McEnany, the former White House press secretary under President Trump, her reacting to the idea that now the Supreme Court justices do not feel safe in their homes after this leaked opinion. If you don't have a particular view of the leak, the inevitable question today should be, well, do you have a particular view of these calls by left-wing activists to march to the homes of justices, mm-hmm. six justices, three of which are in Virginia, which, as Mark Hemingway points out, it's illegal to protest in front of a private home in Virginia. What is your view of that? Because if you are not going to actively denounce the leak, uh, then you must in some way provide some protection for these Supreme Court justices, do something, at least a verbal denunciation of this walk. But they're not doing that. 
And in fact, they're telling people to join the walk. How outrageous is this? And this harkens back, obviously, to a lot of the stuff that we heard, remember, with Kirsten Cinema and some others. Take a listen. And I think another follow-up today should be, we remember when Kirsten Cinema was chased into a bathroom and the president of the United mm-hmm. States, Joe Biden, said it's, quote, part of the process. Is marching to homes of Supreme Court justices now just another part of the process? Just another part of the process. What is your reaction to all of this? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Do you think it's appropriate to say, hey, here's a justice's home and, hey, come on by? I mean, to me, that's outrageous. Let's go to Lou uh, from Atlantic City. Lou on Line 8. Go ahead, Lou. Hi. How are you? Uh, I love the show. Listen, you know, these, these people, they have nothing else. They just try to rile people up with their emotions. They, they've they done nothing for this country. The country is in a shambles right now. These people are total buffoons. Well, I will give you that. But you know what's scary? If somebody shows up to your house and, you know, you're there and your kids are there or, you know, your spouse is there. I mean, it's a scary thing. You remember also that opens up the door to so many issues. Um, because we're still many months away. Think about that whole case. You know, I was thinking about the McCluskeys. Remember that case in St. Louis where the judge um, and his wife, and they came out with the guns because people were starting to scream on their property and shout at their property in their gated community, and then they got charged. As it turned out, the couple got charged. Remember that, Lou? That was like such a wild case, but that's that could have turned really ugly. Because they were really worried about what was going to happen and if they were going to come into their house, come closer into their property. They were shouting, screaming. You know, I mean, that's a scary thing, Lou. Oh, I absolutely agree. But what's going to happen to to some of these fools when they do show up and there is adequate security to deal with them? They're, They're not going to know what to do then. The problem, the say, problem is, and Lou. They're going to cry. It's abuse. But you they're know, abuse. You know what's interesting, Lou? You're right. They will do that. The problem is, right now, we're not even hearing that they're going to give security. So far, they haven't said that they're going to. But if I'm one of those justices, I would absolutely be asking for security, and I would say, you know, I'd send the bill to uh, some of the Democrats and say, you know, it's because of you that I'm doing it. We can't if we can't protect the Supreme Court judges, there's something seriously wrong with this country. Absolutely. I agree, Lou, very much. I agree. And gosh, of course, we don't want to see any threats happen to anybody. And the fact that they're letting it go this far and don't think that there's a problem with putting out their address. And even the press secretaries asked about it. Oh, let's not worry about it, basically. I mean, shame on them. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. like the wolf, but I am angry like a wolf because I think it is outrageous that liberals are putting out the addresses of Supreme Court justices just because they do not like where this draft opinion that got leaked 
where it is going. Can you imagine? This is like mob rule. It's like we don't like what you're doing, so we're going to come to your house. We're not only going to leak the decision. Again, we don't know who leaked it, but I have a strong suspicion who leaked it, right? And most people believe it was like a liberal court clerk or somebody on that side with that objective because they seem to be the ones with the motive. Again, we don't know. But if you surmise that, first of all, an unprecedented leak. And then you now have they're not happy with that. So let's continue the mob rule and let's not just only try to ruin the whole institution of the Supreme Court. Let's try to ruin all the justices, too, and let's try to go to their home and terrorize them and see if we can maybe get them to change their decision or be shamed from society and basically brand them, you know, with a scarlet letter because they are not in the same political camp or political thought or belief in this case. This case isn't even political. This is they're saying it's the Constitution, that the Constitution doesn't provide this. So we're sending it back to the states. That was the philosophy from Justice Alito. And they don't agree with that. And if you don't agree with them, they're going to terrorize you. They're going to show up at your house. They're going to bother you and your children. They're going to follow you into your office. They're going to leak your draft opinion. They're probably going to go down and burn your business down like we saw in New York City and so many other cities. They're going to go after police stations. They're going to use this. You just sort of see, unfortunately, sadly, I think, a very dangerous path that we may be on. If only within a day or two, they're already willing to do this. And listen, there are obviously good people on all sides of the aisle, but there's some really bad apples that are out there, and they are definitely trying to push decisions by mob rule. And this is a very dangerous thing for a civil society. And all I could think about when I saw that they were putting out the addresses of the Supreme Court justices who they didn't like were pushing to change Roe v. Wade and send it back to the states. Well, when I saw that, it reminded me of this moment, remember, During the Derek Chauvin sentencing, and remember, Maxine Waters, the congresswoman from California, was so outraged. And she said, you know what, if you're not happy, get in their face. Take a listen to this. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Isn't that stunning? That moment said it all. But yet they're saying Republicans are the ones making threats? Are you kidding me? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stephen on line eight. Go ahead, Stephen, your thoughts. I think we're seeing the breakdown of law and order based upon this decision and a lack of respect and and uh, for the judicial branch of the government, which is supposed to enforce the clear the law and make the law. And it's disgraceful that the president has no comment about doxing and picketing outside of Supreme Court justices' houses. It's a disgrace. Complete it, disgrace. It is a disgrace. And isn't it isn't it shameful that we're seeing this in this day and age, Stephen, and that that seems to be acceptable And you know what's really frightening? This president has a responsibility to say, you know what, 
we don't approve of a leak. I'm maybe not happy. Uh, I'm putting in Biden's words because he's not happy with the the overturning in this draft. We don't even know if it's the final. But we have to respect the law and order. We have to respect processes. That's what he should say. That's what a real leader who campaigned as a unifier says, Stephen. Uh, I mean, this is a breakdown. And how dare they do that and not condemn the leak? And no one today is out there condemning the putting out the addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Isn't that shameful, Stephen? Very, very much so. The leak has not been condemned by any Democrat. And we're looking at uh, a potential Daniel Ellsberg in the, in, the, in the Supreme Court. That's what we're looking at right now. Somebody would give up a law career to, to, to so to leak out this opinion out to the press. Yeah, you're right. Basically. Right. Someone who's willing to risk it all. And guess what? If they find out who it is, they won't condemn it. I bet even at that point they'll say, oh, boy, he's a hero. They'll, like, throw rose petals down when the person walks and they'll get a big book deal and maybe they'll work at MSNBC. Who knows? You know, I mean, it's like it is so crazy and so hypocritical and I think so dangerous. We're going to continue more after the break. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love because we get to honor our great law enforcement and their families every night here on the show. I love this segment, and I also love our Support Our Heroes segment, which we do in the next hour honoring the military and their families. Tonight, a powerful story coming from Colorado, where the American Police Hall of Fame honored five law enforcement officers from Dillon, Colorado, and also Silverthorne, Colorado, with life-saving awards at a town hall meeting that took place this week. The officers were Officer Rachel Weiner, Jared Dennis, and Justin Tarpley. They received plaques for their life-saving efforts while working for the police department there. And it came back to a case that happened about a year ago when the officers responded to a call about a person with a severe cut to their leg. The individual suffered a cut to the femoral artery, which, of course, is very serious. And without question, the victim absolutely would have died. Uh, But when they arrived on the scenes, the officers quickly put a tourniquet on. Also, another person got another one out of a residence. That was another officer there on the scene. The injured person was quickly transported by flight for life and delivered to a trauma services center. And officers, uh, the chief of the department basically said that what they did under quick duress, acting very fast under high stress, and make very important decisions, act decisively, clearly saved this person's life and got him just in the nick of time to the trauma center. By the way, uh, based in Florida, the American Police Hall of Fame issues the award in the honor of the officer's life-saving efforts across the county and across other parts of the country, too, as well. Uh, but how beautiful that there. I can't wait to go there. By the way, I've not been to the American Police Hall of Fame, and I can't wait to go to be able to take a look and see all the great officers and others who are honored there. And bravo to these officers for their quick thinking. Well, we are talking about the fact that now tensions are so high, and we saw it again with those anti-police protests, remember, that took place around the country in the last few years, and some of them still taking place in certain parts of the country. But, of course, the worst ones that were taking place 
you know, just a few years ago. And boy, they got really bad and they got really ugly. And I remember walking by protests where literally people were shouting, you know, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. And I was seeing, you know, these horrible, horrible, the people with the pig socks on and all that other stuff. And it it made me sick to my stomach because we love the law enforcement and appreciate them and their families and their jobs are so tough. And then you've got that kind of rhetoric and that kind of tension. Well, now, sure enough, after this leak from the Supreme Court, and they're trying to figure out who did the leak, uh, which would potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. And again, it's just an opinion. But after this leak that everyone's been talking about all week, already some of these ultra-liberal groups, and people don't know who they're backed by, by the way. I have a good suspicion that somehow all roads are going to lead to George Soros at some point, because he seems to have played a role with a lot of these. But George Soros-type groups, if you will, are now all galvanizing to do marches, some of them to go to Catholic churches and to go to the justices' homes over the weekend on Mother's Day. That's how they want to ring in Mother's Day for the high court justices, by protesting in front of their house. And others want to go next week in a big march as well. It's a whole bunch of these different groups. Everybody's wondering, first of all, who's backing them? I want to hear your thoughts as to who you think is funding these sort of riotous-type groups. And I just think it is so audacious and so dangerous that now they are talking about going to the Supreme Court justices' house, the ones who were in support of overturning Roe v. Wade in this draft decision, and talk about mob rule. I mean, to me, this is not America that if you don't like the person's decision, you show up at their house. If you don't like the way things are going, you protest and go to the streets. You torch the streets. You show up and knock on their door or scream vile things with loud crowds outside their house with bullhorns. You think that that's appropriate? Uh, There's nothing appropriate about this. And to me, this is so outrageous. But this is the way that these ultra-left groups have been operating. I mean, you think about Black Lives Matter. Remember Black Lives Matter? In fact, I want to play a comment from Hawk Newsom. This is, of course, the head of New York's Black Lives Matter. And Hawk, of course, how could you, you know, forget the name? But Hawk, remember, if he didn't like what was going on, remember, with the criminal justice system, he basically told us what he would do if he didn't like the decision in a number of cases. Take a listen. Remember this one? They think that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing, that we're going to take to the streets again. There will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. So there's no way that we're going to let some Gestapo come in here and harm our people. There will be riots, there will be bloodshed. If you don't, you know, vote the way we want you to vote jury in this case— then guess what? We're going to basically burn your city down, burn your country down. I mean, to me, this is so frightening. And now we're seeing reminiscences of it again with people who are so angry and so outraged by this leaked decision, leaked draft again, because it's not even an ultimate decision. We don't know what the ultimate decision is going to be. And this is not the way you treat justices of the high court because you disagree with their decision. You say, hey, here's their home. I mean, that's just an open invitation in a time where people are so violent and so crazy already to say, hey, let's just show up at their house. Here's the address. Here's the phone number. It's all over social media today. I was shocked. I I woke up today and I thought I was really sad because 
after what we saw and all the division that we saw that was sparked by these ultra left leaning Black Lives Matter group, which, by the way, is being investigated, as we know, on tax fraud and a whole bunch of other stuff. Remember, in the houses, the million dollar homes that they're all wondering what the heck who paid for them after all of that, you know, now. We're seeing sort of another version of it coming up against the Supreme Court justices. I mean, this is really scary. And remember when Sinema, you know, Senator Sinema had all those people following her around into the bathroom because she voted a different way than they wanted her to vote. Senator Sinema, Democrat. They were also mad at another Democrat, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, because he didn't vote with the other Democrats on an issue and they weren't happy with that. So they pulled up a boat alongside him. And were screaming vile, horrible things at him. I mean, and they followed cinema literally into the bathroom, stood outside the stall. I I mean, is this the kind of society that we're living in that? And then they now are saying, here's the addresses. Here's where we want you to go because we're going to, quote, peacefully protest just like they did in the summer of love. This to me is so horrible. It's so un-American. And it is such a, like, uh, just, it goes against everything that we all believe in. If you don't like what someone's saying, vote them out. And in the Supreme Court, of course, that's the repercussion of who the president is at the time. You know, go to the voting booth. You know, speak your mind there. Have articulate discussions. Have debates. But to show up at somebody's home, that to me is an invitation. And that is a threat. And that is really scary at a time like this. And when I think of Hawk Newsom again, and there will be bloodshed and there will be that, you see some of the same emotions in the last few days. Some of the stuff that's been shouted outside of the Supreme Court, they put a fence up, they had to put a gate up. Now, since this slip decision came out, slipped uh, draft opinion came out, they've had to put up all this extra security out there Because people are out there shouting the most vile things outside of the Supreme Court. And you can bet they're going to be doing the same thing outside the home of these justices. This is ridiculous. This is reminding me of the same kind of rhetoric we heard from also Maxine Waters again of California. Remember, she said this around the Derek Chauvin. This was that whole George Floyd case. Remember, if you don't do the decision, get in their face. That is scary. We've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to do X. That's more heightened rhetoric than we heard from any of those officials who were doing speeches on January 6th. You know, they were doing those speeches and they were saying now the January 6th commission is saying, well, your verbiage caused X, right? Why, what, why is Maxine Waters not being called out for some of the protests that were happening? And then we had Kamala Harris. Remember Jacob Blake, who was involved in that officer shooting because he was like lunging at him after he kidnapped a girlfriend and he had a knife in his hand and people were upset that the cops shot him and she went to visit him. Remember during all the campaign stuff? I mean, where does this end? So today, Peter Ducey of Fox News 
was asking Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, surely you condemn the fact that these groups are now going to march on the homes of Supreme Court justices. Surely you'll condemn that there was a leak out of the Supreme Court, clearly meant to inflame tensions in this country. And clearly you will condemn these groups that are outraged about it, that are thinking of showing up at the houses and doing some very questionable things. And listen to what Jen Psaki, of course, representing this administration, had to say. You guys spent some time yesterday talking about what you think are the extreme wings of the Republican Party. Do you think the progressive activists that are now planning protests outside some of the justices' houses are extreme? Peaceful protest? No, peaceful protest is not extreme. Some of these justices have young kids, but their neighbors are not all public figures. So would the president think about waving off activists that want to go into residential neighborhoods in Virginia and Maryland? Uh, Peter, look, I think our view here is that peaceful protest, there's a long history in the United States and the country of that. And we certainly encourage people to uh, keep it peaceful and not resort to any level of violence. That, to me, is outrageous. She just said we have a history of peaceful protest. She knows that people are so inflamed and so emotional. And she said they're public figures. Basically, it's okay. How un, just uh, to me, unprofessional and undignified for the office of the presidency. Jen Psaki, shame on you. To me, this is so horrible. This was a moment for the president who was, you know, written on being the unifier to say we shouldn't be doing this. We need to be a civil society. We shouldn't be marching. We shouldn't be leaking information out of the Supreme Court, but they have no problem with that. We shouldn't be protesting outside somebody's home. They have no problem with that. We shouldn't be screaming and shouting vile things. They have no problem with that. Where do they draw the line? And what do you think is ahead now, guys, between now and November? Because this decision just got leaked out. Wait till the actual decision comes down. And if it turns out to be exactly like this opinion that we saw the draft of, I think we're in for some tough times this summer. And that breaks my heart because I love this country. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Edward on line eight. Go ahead, Edward, your thoughts. Yeah, thanks. I always want to say that the city of Minneapolis paid $80 million in settlements since 2003, so there obviously must have been issues happening within that department. And I also want to say the difference between the rhetoric of both sides. So wait, wait, wait. Hang on one second, Edward. Hang on. Hang on, Edward. Hold on one second. You mentioned, you talk about that the department, you're talking about the police department had to pay some funds is what you're saying. $80 $80 million since 2003, so there must have been indiscretions. And, 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 and by the way, Ed, the Ed, Edward, Edward I, don't, I don't discount you that there are overreaches in different departments across the country. What I discount, and, and, you know, and I think obviously if there's any inequities, and by the way, I've come out on the George Floyd case, Edward, and I don't know if you've called him before, but on the George Floyd case, when I saw it, it was horrible. I, I think it was absolutely wrong. Derek Chauvin should not have had his knee on the neck of the guy. It was outrageous, and they should have thrown the book at him, and they did. And that was absolutely correct. Um, so I'm not one of those people who, you know, it's like uh, like the, the sky is uh, purple. I, I know that it's blue. So when, it, when I do see an issue, but you also have to admit 
that there are a lot of great police officers out there, and predominantly there are spectacular officers out there that are trying to do the best they can, men and women who are working with the community, and they don't deserve to be smeared with this big, broad brush. And and in the case of people that were screaming, I mean, what I saw firsthand, I mean, I saw them screaming, shouting, throwing things at the officers. I mean, we were we saw video all over the country of them like throwing bricks at officers and chairs at officers and injuring officers and and that kind of mob mentality and burning of buildings. I mean, how is that helping any community? You know, not even, and I'm not even, I'm just talking any community and even even African-American community. How is that helping many of the people that were out there protesting? And I think a lot of them had noble missions. And, and if they're out there peacefully, I'm all for peaceful protests, Edward. Where I draw the line is when they start lighting a match and breaking into people's businesses and burning businesses and hurting people. That's where it's totally wrong. Draw the line that lies. You draw the line of lies. Spreading a big lie that the election was stolen by Satan, that's ridiculous. And, and that didn't happen. And, and the president and all these people were spreading that lie, and they inflamed these people on January 6th that were violent. And, you know. And by, and by the way, Edward, I did not like when I saw anybody injured on January 6th. You know, I mean, there were some cases where some officers, you know, had, had uh, you know, were assaulted. And there's been many of these reports that I've heard about it. I don't like that at all. But you seem to be not let's let's focus on what I'm talking about right now, because don't you have a problem with people burning down businesses? If you could just kind of give me an answer on that. For some reason, you're struggling to condemn those rioters. All riots are bad. The, the human Minnesota Human Rights Department just came out with a, with a Edward, Edward, that Edward. That's not what I'm asking you about. Department. Edward, did you see the pictures across America? Did you see the pictures where there was looting and there was burning and there were a lot of things that were people were just out there? I'm not talking about any specific case. I am talking about in general. You seem to have a problem condemning that group. And that's a problem. People, these people's problems have issues have not been listened to. So burn it down. So burn down, Edward. So the payback is burn down strangers, businesses and and beat up cops. Are you kidding me? Also, what about what about all the proud boys and the other people that were caught that were doing? Edward, Edward, I I am talking about I'm talking about the rioting. I'm talking about the burning. You think it's okay to go to a Supreme Court justice's house and and maybe start to bother them and their kids? And, and, you know, you think that's okay? People on both sides that play that game and some some of them play it against each other. So it's not, you know, it's not as black and white as you think that, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is that. The majority of people are out there, and they're out there because they're mad and they're upset. They, their friends and family members, and they themselves have experienced personal trauma. Well, and, and so they're so they're gonna so they're gonna inflict it on somebody else. And by the way, Edward, I I do believe there are obviously there are cases of that, and I am all for people protesting. When I saw people out there protesting peacefully. You know, hey, whatever the issue is, and if it's something that a number of them were protesting about, that I think that's great. That's what America is all about is protesting and creating change and, and people to come together and to find ways to bridge things. But by assaulting officers and assaulting innocent people and burning businesses down, that is outrageous. And that is not appropriate, no matter who does it, no matter who does it. Bottom line, Edward, and you need to also realize that that group – you know, you seem to think it's OK because they're angry that they have a right to destroy property and hurt other people. 
That is not America, and that's not appropriate, Edward. It has to be fair on all sides. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And contrary to what our caller just said, the left has no problem at throwing threats around. And they thought the rhetoric on January 6th was shameful. Well, take a listen to this rhetoric from Maxine Waters. You don't think this is insightful? You see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Wow. That's really the way you want to be able to come together and get solutions, contrary to Crazy Edward, who just called into the show. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ron, Line 8 in California. Go ahead, Ron, your thoughts. Hi. Uh, first thing, Edward's wrong. The police don't settle those lawsuits for $85 million. It's the city attorney and the city administration, the same people who are district attorneys in some cities, city attorneys, who don't prosecute criminals. Actually, by the way, Ron, Ron, you are absolutely correct. I didn't even want to, like, you know, dignify his comments because he was trying to, you know, he was clearly on a on a on a one track mind and didn't seem to. He could not bring himself, Ron, as you heard, which I kept trying to give him every chance in the world to say, yeah, rioting is bad no matter who does it. It was like January 6th, bad burning down cities and killing people and beating cops is okay. Like he, he just like, like you how'd you like that? Cash how'd you like that movie? one, Ron? Oh, it, 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 it's amazing. It, it, you know, watch Cash Patel's movie, 2000 Mules. Then tell me, at least you don't have a doubt about the election. It's an awful big movie showing over hundreds of, of, Stuffing ballot boxes, and it changes well, and the whole Ron, narrative. Even Bill Riley looked at but it. But Ron, let's talk about the let's talk about the focus of the rioting and the threats, because what's to me very timely right now is the fact that they're putting out the addresses of Supreme Court justices. They're saying, "Here's their home. Here's this." this. And Edward didn't think there was a problem with that. He thought, "God, no problem of beating a cop or showing up at a Supreme Court justice house." It, it's that kind of rhetoric. That I think just you know fueled what we saw in this quote summer of love. It, 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 the whole thing is do what we want, or we'll call you white racist, or you're you're whatever. You know, it, 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 you can't disagree. There's no more freedom of of a, a two sides to an issue. There's only one side, my side, and you have no choice. And and you see it in everything they do. Abortions, they've come up with a phony poll that it's okay to infanticide, take the baby, set him next to the mom, and talk about shall we murder it. Yet if that mother was shot, I'm a former prosecutor, were she shot and the child delivered and then passed away because it was too premature or something, that would be two murder cases. You know, these people have no way to even, they, they'll run away before they'd answer. Well, how do you explain it's a murder if the baby's in the womb and the mother gets shot and then has to be, you know, a, a Delivered by C-section, say this. Ron, interesting. Really interesting. And by the way, thank you for your service as a a former prosecutor. That's important work. Ron, great to hear from you. We're going to continue, everybody, with your calls. The left pushing mob rule. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we've had a spirited night here on the Rita Cosby Show, listening to Crazy Edward, who thinks that it is okay to basically riot and loot and burn down cities if you don't get your way, if you feel maligned. Uh, I obviously totally disagree, and I hope most of you out there, if not all of you, I hope, totally disagree with that. And to me, this is very concerning because it's that kind of rhetoric that we saw that was dealing with the protests that we saw, all those riots and looting that we saw not that long ago in the United States. And now here it is again. And the new news in just the last few hours is they are fortifying some of the structures and some of the protections outside the Supreme Court because some of the protesters that have been out there have been pretty vocal. That's a nice way to say they've been saying nasty things outside the Supreme Court after this leak of the Supreme Court decision. And then a number of groups have come out there, these sort of far left groups, and everyone's wondering, first of all, how are they funded? That's another thing, too. You know what's interesting? When everything happened, when this leak broke, remember just a few nights ago, and it was right before we came on the show, everybody was wondering, and we had a number of you guys out there uh, that were calling, and I thought it was really powerful. How did everybody get out there so quick? And also have those signs. Remember they had all the protest signs and some of them looked like they were pre-produced and ready. It was like it was sort of this whole sort of port, basically orchestrated effort. And now we are hearing a number of groups are planning to demonstrate. And these activists are organizing under the moniker. It's called Ruth Sent Us. And this group has basically published online. The supposed home addresses of Justices Amy Amy Coney Barrett, uh, John Roberts, Justice Alito, Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch. And because they do not like what they are saying, let's go to their house and protest. Boy, things are getting really ugly very quickly. And here's also a little bit more from this group. I want to read it again. It's called Ruth Sent Us, and nobody knows who this group is. Uh, But they seem pretty organized, and they seem to have some funding. And they're saying that our 6-3 to extremist Supreme Court 
routinely issues rulings that hurt women, racial minorities, LGBTQ, and immigrant rights. And the group website reads, we must rise up to force accountability using a diversity of tactics. Does that sound peaceful to you? That sounds to me that they are looking to start some pretty serious protests that could get unruly pretty quickly across the country. And they are very quickly doxing and putting out the address of these individuals on the Supreme Court. And that's really frightening. And then we have leaders like our senators, our Democratic senators, that are representing us across the country. You've got Senator Schumer of New York. You've got Senator Gillibrand of New York, two Democrats. They are also not calming people down. Listen to some of the rhetoric from them. Here you go. Schumer, are you at all concerned about the leak that happened about what it means for the institution itself and a draft opinion for the first time? Well, the Supreme, Court's, the Supreme Court's looking into that, but to compare a leak to taking away the rights of over 100 million women and saying the leak is more important, give me a break. Forget it. If you're really concerned about that, why don't we look at the testimony of the justices who said they wouldn't do this? What did you say about it? Okay. It's a lie, and we've never had fraudulent testimony in the Supreme Court before. This is unprecedented to have justices commit fraud during hearings. So if you want to talk about process... I would focus on that process. Wow. So they're not condemning the leak and they're just outraged and they want everybody else out there to be outraged. That sounds like similar rhetoric to what sparked a lot of the problems that we saw over the summer. And take a listen. Here is Sonny Hostin, one of the hosts on The View, who says some of this tensions and this violence and all that stuff they're not blaming the Democrats. They're blaming President Trump. It's like everything. If it's raining today, it's President Trump's fault. Take a listen. Will Smith wasn't particularly right-leaning and running up on the stage and smacking Chris Rock. No, so yeah, but I, exactly. I do think that Trump do... unleashed some incivility, at least, and, in, and our, in our and country. And we know anything about this person that went up there. No, but wait a second. Attack. You don't, don't notice that there's a certain amount of impulse control lacking in the population And a lot days? of studies attained or said that was in particular in regards to people being locked down inside, not in particular being locked down inside and staring at well, President the, Trump. The, uh, like, Trump really, uh, he, he, he made the, the, pandem- the pandemic into like a cold. Well, Do you remember? I think he handled it so poorly. We've, start, we've, yeah. we've stopped... <clears throat> We, we forgot how to laugh. Yeah, they forgot how to laugh. And they're blaming everything on Trump. And you don't think the rhetoric that the left is saying right now is inflaming things? Is there anybody out there who thinks it's appropriate for this liberal group that no one's even heard of? Ruth sent us publishing the home addresses of these justices that they did not like were going against Roe v. Wade trying to basically pressure the justices, threaten them at their homes because they don't like the draft copy of this opinion that came out. Boy, are we some third world nation or are we America where people are supposed to be able to openly discuss things like a democracy and people could have different opinions, but you don't go to their house and threaten them. And this group is publicly advocating for it now. And this decision, you know, the draft just came out. So, boy, This, to me, is really scary stuff. And so Jen Psaki, who, again, it just came out a little bit ago that she's not going to be press secretary for long. She's going to be working at MSNBC and doing a show there. So she today was asked by Peter Ducey of Fox, what do you make of the fact 
that these very far-left activists are coming out and putting basically the address out of the Supreme Court justices. You know, he was waiting for her to say, we don't accept that. That's not appropriate. Da-da-da-da-da. Take a listen to how she responded. These activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the kind of thing this president wants to help your side make their point? Look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of uh, sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Uh, We obviously want people's privacy to be respected. We want people to protest peacefully if they want to to protest. That is certainly what the president's view would be. But no problem about putting out the address. You didn't see her condemn that they put out a map with the Supreme Court justices' homes and said, here's where we want you to go because we're not happy with their decision. And again, I want to read again this quote from this group called Ruth Sent Us. It says the six to three extremist Supreme Court. And remember, President Biden called MAGA supporters the most extreme movement in American history. That came down yesterday. Okay, so he says this. Listen, interesting language as if it's not, quote, orchestrated. Our six to three extremist Supreme Court routinely issues rulings that hurt women, racial minorities, LGBTQ and immigrant rights. We must rise up to force accountability Using a diversity of tactics, here's their home. How is that not a physical threat? So Peter Ducey went further and asked Jen Psaki a little bit more, and this is how she answered. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it. We, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly the president would want people's uh, privacy to be respected. But I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years, their rights to make choices about their own bodies and their own health care are at risk. That's why people are protesting. They're unhappy. They're scared. So if they're not happy, then they're okay to protest and they're okay to go in front of a Supreme Court justice's house. To me, this is so outrageous and so over the top. And what a bunch of hypocrites, because, you know, if it was on the other side, they would go crazy. And if they don't like your decision, then they will not condemn a group like this that says we must rise up to force accountability using a diversity of tactics. Here's the home address of Supreme Court justices. Is there anybody out here who thinks any of this is justified? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And by the way, everybody coming up. In about 20 minutes or so here on the Rita Cosby Show, we are going to be talking to George P. Bush. He, of course, he's the son of Jeb Bush and Columba Bush and, of course, the nephew of the uh, one of the presidents, of course, and also the grandson of another president. Um, and he will be talking, of course, about Everything going on at the border about crime in this country, about supporting the police. He is running for Texas attorney general, and he's going to share that as well as it's also Cinco de Mayo. So we're going to talk about what that means to him because his mother was born in Mexico. So we're going to talk about all of that and a lot more in the issues going on at the border, which he knows very, very well. George P. Bush joining us here on the Rita Cosby show in about 20 minutes or so. Let's go to Phil on line one. Phil, your thoughts about 
all of this and the fact that this group is putting out, you know, we must rise up to force accountability. I mean, uh, this is frightening. If, if I may say that the, the Supreme Court of the United States 50 years ago made a critical error in their judgment, they, they put out this blanket decision, which basically opened the, the barn door like 180 degrees wide and said, well, you have a right to an abortion. What they should have done is what the Supreme Court is trying to do now. They're realizing that it is a fundamental order of the states that prevails over the, the issuance of that order. And they're trying to re- return that authority so basically and solely pretty much to the states. Exactly. But, but Phil, but Phil, exa- no, you are exactly right. But this group and other people, even the guy who just called into the show right before you, they don't want to hear it. They, they only yeah, hear well, they only hear we don't like what's happening. And then they hear the rhetoric from and, and yeah. I you are very clear, Phil. You, your point is exactly what elected officials should be saying out there. They should be saying, this is now going to go to the states. We in the states can then decide if this is what happens, because it's only a draft right now. But if it does go to this, you are exactly correct. But guess what? The Democrats are not doing that. And in fact, what they're doing instead, Phil, is they're inflaming their base, trying to use it for political fodder. And they're saying, oh, abortions will no longer ever be allowed in this country almost and go and protest in front of these, you know, justices who are basically the devil of the world right now. Is there anything about that that you think is appropriate? Well, well, basically they've made the greatest possible mistake. These protesters and the rioters and whatever you want to call them, these Democrats, left-wingers, whatever, these are people of, of privilege. They don't, they don't have to worry. They're living with mom and dad. They've got subsidy incomes coming in from George Soros. They, they're, they're in a community where, where they, they bully people around. This is their plan of life. But the point is, upon starting this campaign against the Supreme Court, listen up now. The Supreme Court is a keystone of the American system. It's been around for over 200 years. Many great and wonderful decisions have come out of it that have stabilized this country and had an impact on the rest of the world. The point is, if you assail this, you're asking for you're asking for real trouble because you just you just spit at the face of the highest court in the land. And the, the retaliation that's going to come out of this from the people who, who respect the courts is going to be quite great. But this is this this event that they're going after these people, the judges, their homes. It's, it's abhorrent. And I'll tell you this. Is sounding the death knell of the Democrat Party because I guarantee you, halfway normal Americans throughout this country, and there are millions of them, are just going to say no way. And when they vote, it's going to be Republican. Thank God. Well, and you know what's interesting, Phil? I don't know. Did you hear Edward who called up right before you? Edward, no matter which way I asked, I asked him like 20 different directions. He refused to condemn the riots. He basically, and in fact, he did the opposite. He supported them. He said, you know what? They had a reason to be upset. And I said, well, is that why they, and I'm talking about when they were burning the streets and all that other stuff, because, you know, it was so inflamed at that time. And even in retrospect, he didn't have a problem with that. He basically said, well, they were upset about other things and they were angry. 
So, in other words, they're justified to go out and burn businesses and burn homes and to hit, you know, chairs over police officers and to like this. It's it's abhorrent. And and that kind of mindset, it's that my way or the highway attitude. And and yet when the shoe is on the other foot, they oh boy, they could like, you know, if if a if a Republican even went anywhere near there, they would go crazy. You know, and yet they want us to forget about the two billion dollars worth of damage and all those riots across the country. They want us to pretend that that never happened. And, you know, uh, you know, or in his case, he thinks it was okay that it happened. I mean, I don't even know how you change that mindset is really frightening. Uh, Phil, thank you. Great call. We're going to continue with the calls after the break. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, you got me fired up tonight because I am really frustrated when I hear that these left-wing activist groups are planning on marching in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices, and they are getting riled up by a lot of far-left politicians. Listen to just some of the passion coming from people like Elizabeth Warren, who is like popping a cork outside the Supreme Court. I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be... This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain we as the law of the land. We need to do that. And we have a right. Wow. There is a lot of emotion. And it also came from the VP, Kamala Harris. That was a few hours before. Take a listen to this. Those Republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women. Will we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? How dare they? And now these left-wing groups are saying it's okay to go out and really protest in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes and anywhere else that you want to. 1-800-848-9222. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Norman, line four. Norm, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, hi Rita. Yeah, no, it's making me very frustrated. You know, I mean, I just see the contrast. I mean, I, I've had two years now taking part in all these freedom rallies. You know, supporting cops, fired employees, against the mandates. Everything's peaceful. Everything's controlled. And you know, by the contrast, I see my left-wing sisters and brother activists threatening to tear down courthouses and terrorize justices but publishing their home addresses to raise hell and this is okay with our president and this is okay with my governor and i mean you know my president and my governor ignore ignore my position basically all the positions that i've 
I've peacefully supported, and yet, you know, that they just want to, you know, support these maniacs. And I, I think if they don't tear, if they don't tone down their inflammatory rhetoric, our politicians, we're, we're going to have a war this summer. You know what I? I use the phrase, and I, I didn't say war, but I do think we're in for some really bad hostilities, Norman. That saddens me because I feel like this attitude that they have, it's either you're with us and our philosophy or we have a justification to protest and riot, basically. It, it's almost that kind of rhetoric that we're hearing, and that's frightening stuff. And, you know, I want everybody to get along. There's a way that people can talk about issues and have different philosophies and to discuss things, and even within the Supreme Court. I mean, even on the Supreme Court, the justices who were voting against this, you know, there was a lot of collegiality. What about the days of, like, you know, Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg were best of friends. They were great friends. Opposite, you know, politically, you know, on the spectrum, certainly, where they're coming from, but they also understood each other and appreciated each other and had dialogue. And this, these groups don't want dialogue. I mean, they think there's nothing wrong. And I think I agree with you that it's becoming so transparent that the double standard is just disgusting, Norm. And I'll, I'll get you to respond because, you know, if the shoe were on the other foot, they'd be screaming about the leak. They'd be doing, you know, they say, how dare they threaten the justices? But today they won't even condemn that, Norm, real quick. Yeah, you know, no, we would never get away with the stuff that they get away with. We, we 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 would never we would never act the way they act. But you know, we we, we would never get away, and it's, uh, it's no. You're so right. Sad, you're you know? right. You're right. We we have uh, you know. I would say the average American has a lot more civility, and these groups are think are playing with fire. I think it's really dangerous. We're going to continue the discussion and also talk to George P. Bush. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families, a powerful story coming from Rockford, Illinois, where 97-year-old Don Bine was given the Holocaust Educators Award from the Jewish Foundation of Greater Rockford, Illinois. He joined the U.S. Army when he was just 17 years old, and he helped liberate the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp at the end of the war. And he has been speaking out about his experience since then and sharing his powerful stories. The things that he saw were so horrific that he made it his life's mission to go to as many places as he could and tell his story as much as he could, said the executive director of the Jewish Foundation. They further said the goal was that people could understand what happened during the Holocaust and hopefully to prevent something from happening again like that. Bravo to him and for him to share what he experienced, obviously a very difficult, horrible time and powerful now he is sharing it for other generations to learn from, and also the message of never again. Uh, by the way, Bain also fought at the Battle of the Bulge in 1945, the largest and bloodiest single battle in World War II. And by the way, the guys, some of the guys who survived the Battle of the Bulge were taken to the same POW camp as my dad, 
and were in the same POW camp as he was. And everybody, one of the things that I really love about Mexico is mariachi music. And joining us now as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo is George P. Bush, Texas Land Commissioner, also Navy vet and candidate for Texas Attorney General. Uh, First off, what does Cinco de Mayo mean to you and your heritage, George P. Bush? Feliz Cinco de Mayo, Rita. It's uh, great to be with you on this uh, fabulous Cinco de Mayo. It's a well-recognized holiday in, in states like Texas, but lots of great traditions in the Bush family household, whether that's uh, sampling my mom's uh, tamales or uh, any new sauces that she or my dad would put together. I know my my dad, when he was in the campaign trail, would talk about his uh, handmade guacamole, which would be pretty spicy um, and uh, definitely a Bush family favorite. But um, it, it's uh, I think I'm very proud to, of my Mexican-American heritage um, and you know, with Hispanics being now um, close to a majority in a state like mine, like Texas, and um, in a majority-minority state, um, it's just a nice time to reflect um, upon the contributions, whether it's in our nation's military. I believe um, there are dozens of Congressional Medal of Honor recipients of Hispanic heritage and um, a vast amount of Latinos that serve in public service roles, whether it's law enforcement or uh, as first responders in states like ours. And as Hopefully the next top law enforcement official in Texas, I definitely want to honor their work and all Texans that serve in these honorable roles. So um, it's a great day and hoping people uh, drive safe on, on a day like today as well and working hard as well. Absolutely, because you're right. Many people are celebrating. You know, talk about your family's history. Um, of course, your dad is Jeb Bush, uh, your mom, Columba. Um, explain the background of the two of them, because your mother was born in Mexico. She was. Uh, my dad was in high school at the time, and uh, as part of an exchange program, uh, learned Spanish by teaching English uh, at a Catholic school in León, Guanajuato, and that's where uh, they kept a long-distance relationship. He um, actually wrote her over the course of his senior year in high school. My grandmother, Barbara Bush, said, uh, son, you can't get married until you get your college degree. So he graduated from the University of Texas in a record two years, uh, Phi Beta Kappa, and so that he could marry my mom at the age of uh, at 21. So he was uh, a man that was uh, after his plan to marry my, my mom and um, – and yes, the Mexican tradition is, is one that uh, we uphold in, in the Bush family household. And um, my mother responsibly went through the legal application for citizenship a- in our household. And I talk about that experience on the campaign trail that uh, we need to honor those that uphold the process, that respect the Constitution, um, law and order, and respect for the rule of law. But regretfully, we have a, a president, uh, a unfortunately promoting a policy of open borders that's unacceptable it's lawless and it's creating a dangerous standard in um in our country you know um you talk about the border issue because there you are in texas um first off i guess since you know as we're celebrating the heritage 
so many folks who are making the journey to America. Um, I don't blame them. America is the greatest place in the world. Um, but it is such a difficult journey of people coming from countries like Mexico. Talk about why it is now, especially even more dangerous and more difficult for them. I mean, as you're seeing between cartels and drugs, um, you know, your heart breaks for them because they've come to this country uh, for this better opportunity. Well, as a military veteran with experience in Afghanistan, but also the Southern Command, which looks at transnational gangs and organizations south of the Mexican border, I I can share with you that it's the cartels that are profiting the most from this harmful open border policy. Uh, You're absolutely right. They provide a false sense of hope to undocumented immigrants from all parts of the world, not just Central America, but Last time I checked with Border Patrol, they tell me over 120 different nations are represented in illegal immigrant encounters on an annual basis. And so um, we hear estimates ranging from 10,000 to 50,000 for transiting illegals from the southern Mexican border to uh, the Texas southern border. And many are educated by the cartels, the coyotes and smugglers, of our legal loopholes that exist to apply for asylum. And as we've learned, Rita, in the last a year and a half um, that you're given a notice to appear after about 36 hours to 48 hours of processing. And so we are finding that this loophole is being abused repeatedly. Close to half of the folks that apply for asylum don't even show up and they blend into the shadows. And so whether it's overstaying travel visas or applying inappropriately for asylum, you know, Secretary Mayorkas in this testimony claims that they're still under legal jurisdiction Uh, maybe in his view of the world, but the reality is that folks are abusing this loophole, taking advantage of the the, the benefits and the programs that are provided to them, whether it's education, healthcare, transportation, and the list goes on. And and that's why I go back to honoring those that responsibly wait and patiently go through the process the right way, not the illegal way that unfortunately is being perpetrated by transnational organizations. You know, um, you mentioned you are running for the top law enforcement position there in the great state of Texas, George P. Bush, um, running for Texas Attorney General. How important has service been um, to your family and especially to you? Well, public service is, uh, I I believe, a higher calling. I think my grandfather put it best that you cannot live a successful and full life unless you have a life devoted to serving others. And um, whether it was his service in the Pacific Theater as a World War II pilot or uh, my uncle's service to the state of Texas as governor and later as president, you know, I was reared in a family that that honors the Constitution, that understands that sacrifice doesn't come uh, or freedom does not come uh, freely, that it has to be uh, sacrificed by people willing to wear the uniform. And, um, And I think it's that higher calling that that brought me to serve myself in the military. It was actually my grandfather's commissioning of a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, the CBM-77, that inspired me to join the Navy and later deployed to Afghanistan as part of the summer surge in, in 2010. And, and, and that's why I, I want to offer myself to the people of Texas in this role as the top law enforcement advocate, mainly for our law enforcement. Even in a state like Texas, we've had a defund the police movement in cities like Austin that has resulted in an all-time low morale and retention rate uh, with vacancies in the hundreds of first responders in cities like uh, Austin and Houston. We also have George Soros-backed DAs that 
refuse to prosecute uh, uh, repeat offenders and judges that also allow for violent criminals to bond out, similar to what you see in Manhattan, similar to what you see with DA Gascon in, in Los Angeles. And, and that's that's why I didn't want to sit on the sidelines for this race. I knew that I had to offer something different, somebody that can claim the ball high ground, uh, restore honesty and trust with all of our law enforcement officials, with the legislature, and most importantly, the people of Texas, and uh, in, in electing somebody that they can trust to do the right thing and enforce law. How important also is it cracking down on repeat offenders? And you see it in all the polls right now. Crime is a huge issue across this country. Um, And I think so many people, especially in the Democratic Party, they are not focusing on this no cash bail. They're not focusing on these soft on crime DAs, as you're talking about. Yeah, regretfully, in our state, we have uh, unfettered prosecutorial discretion, meaning that a district district attorney can refuse to honor victims in in Texas. And regretfully, we allow or judges are allowed to bond out on personal recognizance, multiple violent offenders in the state of Texas. And a majority of our violent crime is perpetrated by people that are out on personal bond for another violent crime. And what that means, Rita, for the layman among your listeners, it it means that you are able to convince a judge through your attorney or by uh, your own representation that you won't do it again, that you've uh, found a better light in your life and that you won't commit another crime. And we just have these judges that are activists. And and frankly, this is the reason why a lot of conservatives had concerns with Katanji Brown, because of criminal sentencing guidelines and not following them, in her case, child porn, in the case of... Uh, Houston judges and Harris County judges is that they don't follow the criminal sentencing guidelines or don't ask for monetary bond. So what this means is that we have repeat violent offenders back out on the streets with COVID regulations. We had a shutdown of our jury trials and creating a backlog of a whole host of violent criminal cases. And so criminals are smart. They know where jurisdictions are tougher than others, whether you go across I'm calling you from Galveston County, which is adjacent to Harris County. We just talked to police officers that say, if you're going to commit a crime, do it in Harris County, not here, because the DA will come after you with the full force and weight of the law. And you see that play out throughout the country. But in Texas, we're not doing enough to to fill in this gap on on criminal justice. Well, bravo for all you are doing and your family has done. You've had really a family, enormous history of service. And George P. Bush, we wish you so much luck in your Texas attorney general race. I know the runoff is coming up soon. And thank you for everything. And again, happy Cinco de Mayo and for everything you've done for this country. Thank you so much, Rita, for having me. God bless. Wow, great to have George on the show here talking about his philosophy and his family's history and about border security and the issues going on and also supporting police. He is such a big, big supporter of law enforcement. And that's why, you know, to me, when I saw the riots that took place not that long ago in our country and where I saw people disparaging police and throwing bricks and chairs and everything else and throwing water at police All these different things that we were seeing and, of course, even some of the ambush attacks that we have seen on police. I mean, these are just horrible. This needs to stop. And now we've heard some really intense rhetoric coming from the Democratic side as a result of this leak from the Supreme Court. 
And as we saw, as George was just talking about what's going on in the border, we just saw a National Guardsman from Texas lose his life, goes in there to save two migrants who were drowning, Bishop Evans. Turns out they were drug smugglers, and Bishop Evans loses his life going in there trying to save them. This is what our law enforcement does. And then they seem to get disparaged and just, you know, ridiculed and harassed and attacked. It's really, really heartbreaking to see. And now people are wondering, too, will some of these Supreme Court justices need security? Because as we were just reporting in the last little bit, this group called Ruth's List is planning on doing protests outside the home of Supreme Court justices. To me, this is just shocking. It's horrible. And it's un-American. And these kind of like violent threats that many groups on the far left are doing is outrageous. The group is called Ruth Sent Us. And people are wondering who's sponsoring these groups. By the way, you know, we always get... uh, Great tweets, and I always look at the Twitter. It's at Rita Cosby if you want to send a comment, because often I read your comments here on the air. I always love hearing from all of you. Sal tweeted in and sent a message. I'm interested in seeing what will happen if a federal officer needs to use force to protect a judge. Will the Biden Bureau of Investigation and the Secret Service, will they be permitted to provide security for these justices or will they be able to or will they basically be told to stand down? That's an interesting point, because if I'm a justice right now and you see that your address is posted by this group online, don't you think you want extra security? I mean, that they have to live their lives like this. What now for the rest of their life? Because they came out with an opinion that these other people don't agree with. And it's like mob rule or it's either their way or no way. According to the mob, this is crazy, you guys, and really frightening. And just to me, so sad that people with different opinions cannot discuss issues. And if they don't like what you're saying on the left, they put out your home address, they show up at your home, they protest, they riot, they burn down businesses. This, to me, is so out of line. And we're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about liberal groups planning protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices who, according to the leaked opinion from the Supreme Court, are not voting the way they want. Listen to some of the rhetoric from a number of the Democrats. They're not condemning these groups. Nobody so far has condemned basically on the Democratic side that the addresses of Supreme Court justices are being put out and saying, hey, here's where to protest. Here is a little bit. This is Senator Debbie Stabenow talking just about what looks like the draft opinion. When there's a 12-year-old that's been raped, who decides that? Mitch McConnell? Right-wingers in the United States Supreme Court? Republicans in Congress and in state legislatures? Who decides what happens to that child? Their family, based on their religious beliefs? Do the doctor, all those that care and know the child? Or a bunch of politicians? Well, according to her... It looks like liberal groups can decide where they want to protest, and it doesn't really matter where. 
And in fact, Jen Psaki was asked today, the White House press secretary, aren't you worried where this is going to go? Isn't there something wrong with this? Protesting outside the homes of Supreme Court justices, which is being planned by a group over the weekend and also next week. She didn't answer. She didn't condemn it. She said, oh, as long as they're protesting peacefully. Again, peacefully is a good idea. But does anybody think they're going to stay peaceful, the protests? And also, does anybody think just protesting outside of somebody's home, publishing their home, going to their house, protesting, picketing, saying some vile things that are already being said outside the Supreme Court? Does do we is this where we want to go in America and where are we headed with a very tense topic and a very passionate topic as we're heading into the summer months, too? This is really concerning, guys. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Jacqueline. Line seven. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, I share your sentiments um, and a couple of things. I wonder what Saki would say if the. Uh, addresses and personal information of Harris and Waters and Schumer and Pelosi and Warren were all publicized. And to use Edward's own word, uh, for the opposing opinion and view of those who do want Roe versus Wade to be overturned, they are equally passionate, and maybe they should be able to go to those individuals' homes to passionately express their displeasure. You know, you bring up a great point because you're right. The double standard is so glaring. And, you know, sadly, and I'm not for any side, no matter where people fall on the aisle to go to somebody's house, you know, or to shout vile things outside their businesses, peaceful protest. That's a great thing. That's America. Um, But you bring up a great point because, you know, if they showed up outside of Maxine Waters' house or Kamala Harris's house, uh, they go they go crazy. They would be out there condemning it, and they would put posters out of the person every single day and say, God, this is the most vile person. But Edward, who had called earlier that you referenced, here he is out there. He thinks it's okay that there were these protests all over the streets of America because people were angry, and they're a right to do terrible things. I mean, to me, we're in a, we're in a really dangerous place if that's where it goes. Jacqueline, thank you very much. Let's go to Stan, line four. Stan, your thoughts. Uh, unbelievable what you said. Unbelievable. You distorted Debbie Stabenow's comment. You, you absolutely distorted. She said didn't say anything in regard to what she said. You, you did distort. But the point is Actually, that, I played her own words, but go yeah, ahead, Stan. Exactly. But then you came up with another line to distort what she said. I, I didn't mean, you, distort. You, you, you seem to I, like to do that. Stan, you know what? You seem to think that Joe Biden is the greatest person in the world. And don't you think there's a problem with the United States president? And by the way, Stan... I would say this if the president—I don't care what political party the person came from—a United States president and his press secretary, they both had opportunities to condemn, first of all, the leak, that that was inappropriate, wherever the leak, you know, on the Supreme Court, they didn't do it and had no problem with the leak because it benefited them to get their base riled up. Then they had a chance to condemn The House addresses of the Supreme Court justices, and they did not do that, Stan. Shame on them. Can I talk? You Um, may, Stan. You may. (laughs) You may if you have a point. Let's get get something straight. You talked about uh, protest. You didn't mention uh, uh, on the right how many uh, 
abortion clinics were attacked and bombed and people shot. That protest is okay in your mind. No, it actually, you, you it actually, Stan, Stan. January 6th. Stan, January on, hold 6th. on, Stan. You didn't that Stan, one. hold on a second. I actually, I'm not for violence on any side. And I think those ones that took place, the bombings and all that other stuff, terrible. I, I am not. So actually, please don't put words in my mouth, but you oh, may well, continue. You seem to do that to other people. But here's the point. And also, January 6th, the right smells just like the left to some extent. And I'm saying oh, the left. Oh, not at all. Stan, 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 there is no correlation between the $2 billion worth of damage. We had a caller tonight who didn't seem to think there was a problem with all the riots in the street because people were angry and didn't seem to think there was a problem with going to the Supreme Court justices' homes. Please tell me you do. Yes or no, Stan? It's a problem. All right, Stan, thank you. We found a resolution, and I'm glad you called, Stan. And I even won't put words in in your mouth because you said it yourself. We'll talk tomorrow night, guys.